Our guest in this episode is Wish Dad Bob Daisy. Back in 2017, Bob's son Ethan had his wish granted to go to the Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather fight in Las Vegas, Nevada. Since 2019, in memory of his son, Ethan's dream has raised over $25,000 for Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley. Here is Bob Daisy. Bob, welcome to the Wish House Podcast. How are you? How are you holding up during this pandemic? Well, thanks, Avery. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I, I'm, I'm doing, we're doing well. We feel uh, very fortunate uh, during the pandemic that we've been able to get through it um, compared, compared to others. But uh, I totally yeah. understand. And, and let me tell you, I mean, when we were looking at potential guests for the, the podcast, your name, your name kept on popping up as someone that someone that would be great to give a perspective on how they're paying it forward as a result of the wish experience. Share with us a little bit about Ethan's wish, which again, really unique wish. It was one of those wishes that, you know, when it came through on my end from the wish granters, I was like, this is absolutely an amazing wish. Everybody wanted to go to this particular boxing match. Um, so tell us a little bit about how that wish came about. How was the experience of having wish granters go and visit you uh, and your family and obviously Ethan at, his, at your home um, to kind of figure out what his wish may be? How did that kind of go, come about? So, so uh, this all happened <clears throat> pretty quickly. Um, and uh, how Make-A-Wish contacted um, Ethan's, Ethan's mom and, and Ethan and it, it uh, came to, there was a phone call, I, I believe, memory serves me correct. And, um, and it was, um, you know, about traveling to, to visit him. And um, they had encouraged him to think, think and dream big. And we, he had um, come to really um, find Conor McGregor really enjoyable. Conor McGregor, obviously the MMA fighter, but quite the character on social media. And, uh, you know, when you're getting treatments for chemotherapy and radiation, there's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of sitting, you know, the IV can take eight, 10 hours. There's the, the drug, but then the hours of fluids afterwards. So your body can somewhat tolerate it. So YouTube is, uh, became and Conor McGregor and YouTube became our, our staple, whether I liked it or not. And, uh, and uh, so I think that's where he got the idea. Plus the fight was really being hyped all summer. Yeah. But, but candidly, he blindsided me when I spoke to him after he, he met with his wish granter. And, uh, and uh, he said, well, dad, they told me to dream big. And I did. I, I want to go to the fight. And I, and I, I was drinking a cup of coffee or water and I, it, it spit out of my mouth and said, Ethan, we've talked, we've talked about this like that. That's really a tall order. And my, my concern was, was I know Make-A-Wish does make new, they did amazing things. I obviously didn't know about them as intimately as I do now, but cause it was all new to me and everything was happening really fast. We were doing all we could just to manage his care and to fight the, the disease, the cancer. And so I had thought I had convinced him to have a, how about a nice trip for, you know, your mom and, 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 you know, and your, and your brother maybe. And, and, uh, 
and I, I thought I had softened him on it, but no, he, he, he was, um, he was headstrong on it. And uh, I, I was concerned that, that a, that it would be too tall of an order for, for the organization and that he, he would, he would be disappointed, but he, he, he said, Nope, they told me to dream big. And that's what I did. Uh, I said, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You know, he's, you know, he's at the time 17 years old. So not, not a little kid, you know, and, and, you know, definitely at times had really strong opinions about what, what he wanted. So that, that's how it, it kind of blindsided me because I thought I had softened him towards maybe something else, but he was not the, no, you know, I know Disney, um, you know, I know Disney's a real popular trip, but that wasn't, um, you know, that wasn't his thing. <laughs> no, I hear you. I mean, and, and kind of, I guess, when he first was introduced, I guess, to Conor McGregor, because it seems like Conor McGregor was definitely the pull in this yeah. whole thing, right? Yeah. So Conor McGregor being such a huge personality and, and really is an engage, engaging yeah. interview even. So if there was a lot of interviews <laughs> on YouTube that you guys watched together, I'm yeah. sure it kind of drew him in even more, just his Absolutely. personality, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he... Conor McGregor did what he was trying to do, right? He, <laughs> uh, he wanted to get a lot, you know, he made, did said and did funny things, uh, sometimes uh, a little... Uh, a little out there. A little little left of center or right of center, but but you know what? He, he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. So my son certainly thought he was funny. That's and funny. Mayweather. He loved the whole... He made me watch all the press conferences. We were at the oncology clinic in the city, whether... Whether I wanted to watch them or not, we watched them together. So on his right. phone. So. Well, that's amazing. Uh, well, well, share with us um, if you if you feel comfortable. Share with our listeners uh, what was Ethan's diagnosis at the time of when he became eligible to receive a wish. Yeah, in uh, in 2016, Ethan had not felt well for a long time, and in, finally in August of 2016, the pain, the discomfort in his legs. Um, uh, We'd taken him so many different doctors. Finally, um, <clears throat> we took him to the hospital, and after a few days, um, he was diagnosed with a tumor in his in his uh, pelvis, and had a biopsy and and uh, installed the port in his chest, a broviac. And um, the the unfortunately the uh, the test came back, the biopsy came back that it was Ewing sarcoma, which is a normally form of pediatric bone cancer starts in the soft tissue, a lot of times in the pelvis and um, is a, is a uh, very, very dangerous and deadly cancer. Uh, to, it's mostly in teenagers, girls, but, but, but mostly boys, but girls too. And um, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, he was, he was dealt a really tall, uh, uh, you know, really, really uphill battle with that um, very aggressive chemo regimen, radiation. I, I did the math one time, and I want to say 100 chemo treatments by IV and, or, or maybe 70, 70 radiation treatments to different areas over a period of <clears throat> a few years. So pretty, pretty not, a lot of, not a lot of good times feeling, you know, not a lot of, you know, so that's what made the the wish granting, it was actually a small window where he wasn't in a lot in treatment and, and it made it just extra, extra special. Wow. And, and, and walk us through a little bit about when his wish was unfolding and he, you know, just that whole experience of yeah. 
you know, from the moment of when he was picked up, when you guys were picked up at your home to yeah. when you got to the arena, like yeah. share, share with our listeners a little bit about that, because the, the yeah. great thing about this podcast is that, you know, we are trying to kind of, I guess, take a look behind the curtain and on yeah. how these wishes kind of unfold and how they happen. And it's yeah. really a celebration of our 35 years of wishes is, you know, share with our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, it was truly amazing. And I've said this to, to the, your organization, to Tom, you know, your executive director, that it wasn't just to Ethan. It was uplifting to to me, Ethan's mom, his brother, you know, my, my his grandparents, his aunts, his uncles, his friends. Like, it was just, like, it, it lifted everybody up. It gave everybody some hope. It, it gave something to, 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 to think about and to talk about that wasn't related to treatment of cancer or or PET scans and results and waiting. So he, he, he told, he told, he told his wish grantor on, I want to say early August, the fight was maybe in three or four weeks. And that's the other thing where I really had a little bit of a panic attack. Like there's no way. I mean, I know they're a wonderful organization, but like that, those tickets are, are incredible. And, And sure enough, like, I want to say, you know, 10, 12, like August 16th, 14th, 15th or 16th, I still have a snapshot, a picture of, of the email that Ethan's mom sent me because I was at work. Congratulations, Ethan, pack your bags. You're going to Las Vegas to see the Conor McGregor fight. And we were just like, you know, we were, I, I so he was so excited <clears throat> and but his mom and I were like in shock like we couldn't believe that this was happening and and uh you know it was like I said it was just so uplifting to everybody right we had, we had had a year of just horrible news and and you know the 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 the, the aftermath of chemo and 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 you know the the the, the just the horrible feeling and, 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 and he took it all so well he hardly complained um <clears throat> you know and uh it was just such a it was just an amazing feeling i mean they 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 picked him and his mom up he did choose his mom inst- instead of me so <laughs> i would have definitely liked to go but you know what his his mom had, had, had was fighting a real hard battle with him and she deserved a vacation so so his brother and I stayed stayed back and we did some fun stuff. But uh, but I I definitely would have been okay going to the fight with him, but that that's okay. But um, but the, you know it started with you know the, the limousine that picked him up. The gentleman uh, was just I I want I can't I maybe I can't remember the name of the company, so I don't want to say the name of it and 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 um, name the wrong company. But the gentleman was a was a gentleman donated his time the limousine company donated their 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 services and he said you know I'm a, I'm a grandfather I have children I have grandchildren and this is really important to me to give give back and, and just wanted Ethan to have such a great trip and was so vested in the experience so that's that's how it started Ethan was really taken back by it like you know um like he didn't, you know, they, you know, make a wish was so generous and giving him spending money, renting a car, uh, took him indoor skydiving. I mean, before Ethan got sick, he rode his dirt bike nonstop. He raced his dirt bike a little bit in sanctioned races. He hurt himself, broken collarbones, wrists. Um, so he definitely was not the type of young man that was going to, 
go lay on a beach somewhere. And uh, so being able to, to indoor skydive, I still have pictures of it. And, and I, I've used them, a lot of those pictures in fundraising efforts in, in his memory. So I, I uh, the fight was just part of it. You know, it was just the whole you know, just the whole experience. It was really first class. He was really overwhelmed and taken back by it. He didn't, he, he just was like, dad, they're just treating me so well. Like he just, you know, like almost like a dignitary or, or a celebrity. And <clears throat> I don't think he expected, I don't, you know what I mean? We didn't ever, I mean, how could we, we'd never been through it before. Right. And so it was, I mean, I still smile thinking about it because, you know, he just, um, I have a, a great video I'll, I'll, I'll share with you that he's walking with the tickets in hand and his mom is recording him and he's so excited. He's bouncing around. He just randomly high fives a guy right outside the <laughs> arena. And I, I, uh, I, I mean to send it to Sydney. I'm, I'm going to send it to, cause I think it would be a great video to show the enthusiasm of a wish kid going to the fight. So. And, and, it's, and, and quite honestly, I mean, you know, that was these stories are the ones that we hear in the <laughs> office and we always want to share them. Yeah, if not yeah. in real time. But, you know, at some point later on, share them yeah. with the community so that they could see that, yeah. you know, there are so many people that it takes in order to grant wishes. You know, it's not just us at the office. You know, we work in collaboration with Make yeah. Wish America, with our volunteer base, with yeah. our local vendors, with so many different people to help. You know, not only raise the funds to grant wishes, but also to just make them happen and yeah. to hear, you know, your experience, you know, kind of from the outside in because, you know, yeah. Ethan didn't pick you, bro. He picked, yeah. his, he picked his mom. <laughs> That's, I get that, though, right? A boy and his mom. That's yeah. I, I, you know what? They deserved it. And, you know, I, yeah, the Make-A-Wish in Las Vegas because um, they made sure they told, you know, the Hudson Valley, Hudson Valley organization made sure they told me that they really coordinated with the Las Vegas people and um and uh you know made it happen and like I said it wasn't just making it happen it was the time frame in which it happened you know Ethan dreamed big I want to say like August 2nd you know you know how I can remember where you were like I can remember being on the phone with him and and I, I was at work and him telling me and I'm like uh, okay, uh, okay, you know, he's like, you know, he was defensive, like, why, Dad, they told me to wish big, like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, so, you know, but uh, but again, what, what Dad does to a 17-year-old, Ethan was very sick, but still a teen, very much a teenager. Yeah, and, and actually, I've, I've been uh, on Instagram, you know, you follow our chapter page, and I've been able to yeah. see some of the, the, the videos that you've posted of Ethan, you know, yeah. really is a teenager, I mean, he... A lot of times, a lot of things that he was doing are things that I did when I was in the hospital, but I didn't have, you know, it was, we didn't have social media like that back no. then, so I, we could ne- I never even thought of recording it. I have like maybe a handful of photographs that was taken when I was yeah. in the hospital. Now kids are just, it's just a different experience, but yeah. I see him riding his IV, you know, like, you know, around and, you know, and those yeah. are things that I used to do, and, and it's always kind of great seeing that, you know, in the midst of such a difficult uh, treatment uh, journey that he was going through that he still was a kid and he yeah. was still able to dream outside of, you know, those four walls of receiving yeah. chemo and radiation and just kind of the same monotonous routine that you go through. And you know, this, you know, sitting there with him through it, um, it, it gets, ve- it, it's, 
you need an escape. You need something to kind of look forward to and having a wish kind of ready to to go. And and really, in this particular case, it was considered a rush wish. Um, So it happened with from point A to point B, three weeks, you know, tops, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was like three weeks. And that's what really had me nervous because I felt like Ethan was asking a lot of the organization (laughs) And at the same time, you know, he, he'd been so disappointed and, and given so much adversity and, and so much um, just really bad news. I didn't want this to be that, right? But, but you know, it, 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 it ended really well. And, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll add, you know, the, I think the Las Vegas organization, in conjunction with Hudson Valley, found out Ethan was a little bit of a daredevil and getting him to indoor skydive, you know, his doctor never would have a, a, a approved it. I, I, I said, I, I don't think that's something that they just we just mentioned to her because there's no way. But, but you know, his mom, mom and I wish, you know, we, we didn't let him just be reckless with things, but it was a moment. And right. uh, the owner of, of the organization took time out of his day to meet Ethan and spend time with him and, you know, and got to know Ethan. And, you know, just this, the amount of people that, you know, wanted to help, wanted to get involved. Again, that it overwhelmed Ethan. It's like, Dad, everyone's so nice. They want to help and support. And, and you know, and it always would would allow me to remind him that people are generally good and want to do good things. And, and I, you know, I believe, you know, and uh, so it was a great at the same time life lesson um, that we were, that he was learning as well is that, you know, and uh, it, 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 it changed him. The experience changed him, which, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it did you working, coming back to work for Make-A-Wish, you know, um, I, I totally get that. So, yeah. And I've had a lot of conversations on this, on these podcasts that and episodes that will be released in the future with, with Wish alum. And what does having a wish actually mean to, to us? And it is a life changing experience, you know, yeah. just to give you and our listeners a heads up, you know, when I was first diagnosed, I was a 15-year-old kid. I was originally, I was born and raised in the Bronx. I was living in Yonkers at the time. So, you know, I'm first-generation American. I didn't, my parents didn't volunteer. I had no concept, really, of not-for-profits or anything like that. So to have two complete strangers come and visit me and say, hey, you want a wish? I'm like, what's the catch here? Yeah. Like, what, do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it was kind of like, but when I saw, like you said, that there is goodness out in the world, that the people are kind. When I started seeing that, something in me changed. And, you know, my dad, you know, always used to talk about how there's there's goodness all around us. The thing is, sometimes we don't we're not looking in the right places for it. Right. So, you know, he used to always tell me that. But with that said, you know, what I found was that these experiences that all wish kids have, you know, it's a network of of a shared pain in a lot of ways, but also in a shared hope. Um, yeah. that we received as a result of a, of a wish. And I think as a result of that wish that Ethan received, unfortunately, Ethan did pass away in, in 2019, but his living legacy is, is his dream, which was yeah. to give back. And, and yeah. you've kind of carried that torch as a yeah. result of that, right, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can remember when he was back from the trip, he and I were outside and I don't know, we were doing something outside and, uh, he was feeling pretty good at the time. Like I said, he was in between treatments. He was getting ready to start a clinical trial 
and um, <clears throat> and uh, he had gone through a lot of radiation on his skull in um, in uh, July. So this was you know late August. Uh, you know he's probably got got back like you know around Labor Day. They were out there for a few days, and uh, I'll, I'll, I remember this like it was yesterday. He was so motivated and moved by the experience. He, he said to me, "Dad, I, I want to do that." I want to grant wishes. I want to, um, you know, I want to tell kids it's going to be okay. You know, I want them to, you know, I want to help them. I want to help give them strength, you know. And um, he said, you know, Dad, I, I don't know what I'm going to do in life or if I'll make a lot of money, but I, I want to serve people. I want to help people. And uh, and I said, you know, that that's that's awesome and that's amazing. And, you know, that's something you're going to have to figure out. You know, I'll help you with that. We'll certainly be there for you. But that's something we can figure out together over time. And uh, and and I, I remember it like it was just yesterday, like it just still rings in my ear. I knew I was standing in the driveway when we had that conversation. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, and I I think. Um, you know, um, who I who, who little did I know at that time that I would be here, you know, um, trying to do what I can to support Make-A-Wish and at the same time keep Ethan's memory and what he wanted to do alive, right, and, and try to serve others. And uh, so. And I want to say, you know, on behalf of the entire chapter, you know, we can't thank you and, and all of those that, you know, are – the support of Ethan's dream, yeah. which was to help other other kids. Yeah. Um, as, you know, as of this air, uh, airing or this recording, um, mm-hmm. since 2019, you know, your Ethan's dream has raised over twenty five thousand dollars in support yeah. of local Make Wish Hudson Valley wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, man, talk about granting right. a wish. I mean, on average, just for our listeners, on average, the cost of a wish <laughs> is seventy five hundred. To yeah. ten thousand dollars on average. So you know we're talking about three, you know, three wishes, you know, maybe you know four wishes. So yeah. it's really, I mean, what a what a legacy Ethan has has left, right? You know, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I uh, it, you know, I, I'm I'm so grateful uh, for people that have supported and donated so that we can you know go on and help other children and families that I know really, really need that same uplift like we did. And that's the message I, I try to carry. And for the for those that have that donated or supported or shared, um, I make sure that I share with them, hey, this is this is where the money's going, right? Um and uh you know in in Ethan, I'm sure he's looking down and just blown away. Um, by the generosity and and the support, I, I'm sure I'm sure he is. And you know, I'd, I'd like to say I had it all planned out, but you know, I, after he passed, <clears throat> you'd have to you name charities typically in the obituaries, right? And we wanted to name the the church because Ethan Ethan's faith was very strong and uh, which helped him a great deal, and I'm so grateful of that and still draw upon that to this day. Um, but at the same time, I, I remembered, you know, I, I think we should write down Make-A-Wish. You know, that was like such a beacon of light for us during a two and a half year period. I mean, Ethan was diagnosed in August of 16. He died in April of 19. So the, the Make-A-Wish experience, <clears throat> the wish being granted was really a beacon of light 
in all of that, right? There was a, a lot of bad news, a lot of PET scans that were unfortunately bad news. And and um, and and so we, we did that, but I didn't give it a lot of thought. It just felt like, you know what, that's the right thing to do. It was an organization that, that just pulled it together. And um, I did tell tell Tom, the executive director, that 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 Ethan did pass, thanking everybody and thanking him for granting him the wish and that we named the charity. And I got a I got a I got an email from Tom maybe about a month later, you know, maybe maybe probably mid or late May, telling me that that um, that they'd received so much money um, in Ethan's memory from his death that they were actually able to grant a wish and. And then that my that's kind of where my relationship with Tom started, and 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 uh, and that's where I got the idea of saying, you know, that I think is something I can do. People ask me a lot after he had passed, "What are you going to do? What are you going to do?" And I'm like, I don't know, right? It has has to feel right to me, you know. <clears throat> I couldn't just you know, do something for the sake of doing it. I always made a joke. And Ethan, Ethan became a good student when he was younger. There was definitely a, 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 a I would say, a struggle at times. Uh, Ethan would always try to be the first kid out of, you know, out of a school when the bell went off, right? Whether there's a thousand or two thousand kids, it didn't matter. So I said, if I made a scholarship fund, I could hear him saying, really, dad, a scholarship fund? <laughs> so, you irony. Know, so, you know, that that's kind of how Ethan's dream started and uh and you know it's 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 been it's been it's been great it's been great yeah so let's share with our listeners a little bit about how i guess the vehicle in which you're able to fundraise as a you know through ethan's dream and and one of those is uh fidelity correct so fidelity i mean if you could share a little bit about what it is and you know, sure. one of the ways you're able to do it is through donor advice funds, which yes. I know nothing about. Yeah. So please share it with me like I'm five years old so that not only I could understand it, but all, also our listeners yes. can understand so, what all that means and in ways that they can give back. Yes. So I start I started using a platform on your website, right, of, of an online fundraising, which allowed people very easily to donate by credit card. Um could mail which, in a check. Which, for our, which I, for our listeners, just to give them a heads up, that platform that you're referring to is called the Wish Your Way platform, which yeah. is a way you can organize an online yeah. event. Yeah. Fundraiser. So th- that's where I started um, in, two, in 2020 or 2019. And I started doing that and um, just sharing the link through social media, email, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, you know, emailed, uh, you know, friends and colleagues that had asked me for a long time, hey, please let me know when you when you decide what it is that you're going to do to to kind of to keep Ethan's memory alive, please let me know. And, and, you know, I, 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 I learned a lot with it, right. And then, you know, and, uh, I started sharing pictures and and uh, and I shared pictures of Make a Wish and and him at the at you know during the wish and and um, but I also shared pictures of him going through through treatment and pictures I honestly never would have shared anybody if he was alive because he would have killed me um, you know him getting uh, you know radiation I mean I never saw that before you know and and radiation on his skull because I felt like 
hey, that's part of the story, right? It's not just the trip to Disney World, right? It, it, that's all part of it, right? The, the trip to Disney or the Conor McGregor fight, that's the beacon of light around a lot of really, really rough stuff. And that's, I felt like that's part of the story that needed to be told. I, I, I shared pictures of him with his brother and tried to share with people impacts on siblings. I, I didn't ask, I don't know if you have siblings, but, you know, uh, a, a, you know, a child going through cancer or some life-threatening disease, you know, that impacts siblings hard. And, and um, so the first time I went through it, <clears throat> what I found was, was uh, it was easy for people to give by credit card, but um, giving to a donor, giving from a donor advised fund, which is, which is just a public charity. People can make uh, gifts of cash, appreciated securities into a donor's about donor advised fund. And the money eventually has to go to a charity. Uh, the timing of that depends on uh, the person that set up the donor advised fund. So, and, and, and Fidelity is not the only company that has them. There's other companies that have them as well. <clears throat> but there's there's can be tens of billions of dollars in these things. People give, people donate large amounts of appreciated securities, mutual funds, and then dole it out securities, <clears throat> or maybe even upon their death. You know, they do it. It's, again, it depends on people's prerogative. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot, a lot of, uh, I realized that. So, so um, my go around this year in 2020 was to try to make it easier for people that want to give from a donor advised fund. So there is a, there is a uh, organization called DAF direct, um, which I, which I believe is a <clears throat> nonprofit organization. And I, I used, um, their tools and resources to actually create a link uh, to the for Ethan's dream that actually made it very easy for people to donate right to to the to the charity to to the fundraiser. I also worked with uh, I showed Sydney um, Sydney Wolf and she ended up hooking up uh, electronic funds transfer so that the donor advised fund could electronically deposit the money to the charity versus taking checks to the bank. So, <clears throat> so it, again, I, I call it, <clears throat> excuse me, I call it like an evolution, you know, um, I, 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 am uh, learning and at the same time trying to help the organization uh, learn and fundraise. And again, it's just about connecting uh, people that are charitably inclined to the organization, but certainly not making them feel compelled in any way right you know i'd ask everybody hey it's, it, donate share you know it's just about um spreading the the the, the message of, of ethan and um because that's what ethan was about so. right and how, and how has i guess working with fidelity and using you know daf you know direct <laughs> which is you know the, the vehicle in which you're you're helping yes. facilitate a lot of these donations how has that I guess your experience, your perspective on philanthropy and technology, like putting those two things together and making it as easy as possible for the end user to be able to donate, like share a little bit about that. Like the thing, your, your pain yeah. points, things you learned, things that made it, maybe you can help others that are looking to do something similar. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we all have computers in our pockets, right. And, um, you know, I, 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 after the first year I did it, you know, I always would, I always launch it on, on giving Tuesday, the, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Cause I just feel that that's the right day to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, um, 
I, I recognize <clears throat> that Facebook did a really clever thing over the last a couple of years that when it's someone's birthday, they would they would alert you and say, hey, your birthday's coming up. Why don't you start a fundraiser? Right. right? Which I think is a really great idea. Right. So people can say, hey, for Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley, I want to I want to raise five hundred dollars. And and Facebook makes it easy, really easy for you to donate with a credit card. It's like click, click, click. Boom. I can't tell you how many times I donated to friends, charities um, through through the fundraiser. And I'm, and I'm saying to myself, that's how easy Make-A-Wish has to make it, right? We have to, you know what I mean? Right. We have to think beyond. And obviously there's technology limitations and resources and things like that. But, but, um, but you know, I, you know, I recognize sharing the link was great to wish your way because that was great for people to do credit cards. So <clears throat> I needed to, you know, give people options. So this year uh, in, in my posts, I said, hey, for credit cards, <clears throat> this is the link. For donor advice funds, this is the link. And um, and and I can't tell you how many times I had people like contact me and say, oh my goodness, it was so much easier that you provide that link for the donor advice fund because they just had the login. And again, they, the the DAF Direct deals with other public charities besides Fidelity Charitable. So it's it, that's um, there's other 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 companies, banks, and, and investment firms. And it was about making it easier to, you know, because to connect people's donor advice funds to the charity, not only donating, but then obviously setting it up. And, uh, you know, I, I'd say that I'd say the other thing I learned, the power of social media, we all know it's powerful. Um, LinkedIn became <clears throat> one of the more powerful platforms for me to share Ethan's story and, you know, and LinkedIn does a cool, a really cool thing is they'll tell you how many views like your post has had, right? And I, I got to the point where some of my posts were had a thousand, two thousand views, three thousand views, and and I might have a network of five or six hundred people, so it just kept getting viewed and shared. And uh, what really, like to me, I had some people reach out to me through LinkedIn that I didn't even know, and donate money. You know, wow. and say, hey, it's amazing. Thank you. You know, thank you for sharing the story of your son. I just think it's really inspiring that you're trying to carry on his memory. And and you know, again, it was really, it it, it just it felt really good inside <clears throat> to, to 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 get that note. And um, and I got a few of those from people that I I can't honestly tell you I don't even know. And uh, they just took the time to write me a note through LinkedIn to tell me, hey, I donated. Thank you for sharing the story. You know, people that, you know, might have benefited from charities like Make-A-Wish when they were younger and wanted to give back. So so it, social media definitely has its ugly side, but it, I, I, I choose to choose to think about the positives things that it can do and um, and try to use it for good. Yeah. And, and I can mm -hmm. say on behalf of the chapter, you know, when the pandemic first hit in March of 2020, one of the first uh, things I worked on, you know, you know, for, for the chapter was making sure we had a, a donate button on our Facebook page, which, you know, yeah. which was, was, wasn't necessarily uh, active activated at that point. Yeah. So we made sure we put that. And then on top of that, we had so many since then, March, 2020, we've had pretty much on a steady clip. We had yeah. a solid two to $400 that are coming in on a month to month since yeah. March um, as a result of one, you know, uh, 
activating that donate button to letting people know about mm-hmm. that fundraising um, function within Facebook. And the cool thing about it, for those that are listening, Facebook donates 100% of those proceeds to us as a charity, yeah. which yeah. makes it even better. You know, so you know, if there's any concerns or, or, or questions about where is this money going, it is still coming to us. Yep. It's just taking a little bit longer to get to us. Yeah. Um, but still, it's, it's coming to us on a month to month, for sure. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a awesome that they do that. I think that's a very positive thing that Facebook does. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I think <clears throat> the advantage, as I see it, is that it's very easy. You yes. know, it can, it can be very, if it becomes hard, then people might have all good intentions, but just get busy or distracted and move on. But if it's easy, if it's a few clicks, <clears throat> that just makes it, you know, you don't want to make it harder. Right. And I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, fundraising moving forward is a combination of those things, right. You know, it's, a, it's a digital platform and trying to do it with less clicks, right. And less yeah. administrative costs. And, and so that more of the money goes to the cause, right. right. So, so we can help more, help more kids and families that really need it. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we just had this great conversation about donor advice funds and, and how philanthropy, you know, works in a sense, you know, and all the different ways that you've evolved in your process of sharing out Ethan's dream to a network of supporters. And then they're sharing that out to their network of supporters, you know, within that, um, what do you, what do you think people stand to gain when they make a charitable gift? Like share a little bit about what is it they gain by giving through these donor advice funds? Like these are things, questions that I'm sure people that are listening to this podcast may be thinking about. Well, I think, I think, um, I think people that give the donor advised funds, they're, they, they're charitably inclined, right? They're also perhaps <clears throat> looking to take advantage of, of, of charitable contributions, right? From a, from a tax point of view, but, but it, <clears throat> in the end, I think people realize, Hey, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be giving money to charity. And right. this is really, this is a really uh, neat way to do it. And I can um, make a, a larger contribution at once. And then, dole the money out as I see fit. And, um, you know, and, and, there's, and, it, and there's complete flexibility, transparency, that the money can only go to a 501c3 charity, right? Um, so, but, uh, but it's all a web-based application <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> and it's very, very easy. And it's, um, it's very easy to stay organized around it. And, and uh, I think uh, historically, you know, based on my experience, people that make donations from from donor advised funds, they might they might be a little larger than they would be off of a credit card. You know, I, I don't, I, and that's just my own my own insights. I don't have data behind that, but but you know, um, and I think uh, you know, do, donor advised funds for people that um, that are charitably inclined and don't know about them, uh, it's a, it's a great great thing to read about. There's there's tons of information online about them and how they can fit into a, a you know a charitable strategy. That's so. amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that because that's again not my forte is not my area of expertise at all. So you definitely helped me understand it, which was great, sure. and I'm sure our listeners you know have gained a lot from hearing it as well. And and kind of switching gears a little bit, one of the unique things about our podcast is that we have a, a part of it. It's called our shooting star segment. So, which is a series of questions where we, where you say the first thing that comes to mind. So, yeah, are you ready to play this game of the shooting star segment? I, I've heard of it. I've listened to the first <laughs> few episodes. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm ready. I'm game. I hope I can uh, stand. I hope I live up to uh, 
the others. So. No, I'm, I'm sure you will. And, and we'll start off with an easy one, which I think, you know, we know the answer to this one, which is, you know, what is your favorite Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley memory over the time that you've been, you know, connected to our chapter? Yeah, I, um, uh, I think uh, my favorite memory is when I went to visit Tom um, August of 2019, and he showed me the blackboard you know, that has the, the wishes and the amount of wishes granted. And, and, um, you know, that, that I took a picture of it and I, and I, and it's, uh, you know, very, very, you know, very moving to me. It's very motivating to me. Obviously Ethan is very motivating to me, but, but, you know, um, it's, it's, it's helping other children and other families. So, you know, making, you know, those are real people, you know, there, those are people. So. Yeah, and visiting the wish house is always an experience, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's what the reason why we we started this podcast during this pandemic is because no one can visit us right now. So this is a way for people to stay connected and to kind yeah. of, hey, welcome to the wish house podcast. It's the same thing. It's like welcome to the wish house. So how was it walking through, you know, those wish house doors? I mean, it is a house. It's not like an yeah. office per se. You know, it's like yeah, I, I, I knew it was a wish house, but I I I you know I didn't realize it was a wish house. You know. <laughs> It was it, my experience there was wonderful. It was very moving to me. You know, it was important to me to say thank you to people for what they had done for Ethan, and um, you know, and 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 you know, just to kind of see, you know, and just feel the the, the energy. And um, it was a very moving experience for me. Very moving. Thank you for sharing that. And you know, I guess the next question would be, you know which we kind of touched upon, you know, earlier, you know, what advice would you give to someone in the community who is interested in giving back in their own way, whether it's volunteering their time or donating their resources or their treasure, you know, like what would you tell them um, as to why they should donate to Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley? I, I, I think it's like what we talked about. I think, um, you know, when, when kids get diagnosed with a life-threatening illness, I can't put into words how overwhelmed you feel as a parent, right? As a parent, you want to protect your child, even at the expense of your own life, and you can't. You're now relying on wonderful healthcare workers, doctors, professionals. So you feel helpless. You you you're you're a caregiver, but you you can't solve the problem. And uh, but at the same time, <clears throat> you have to manage your emotions. You know, I had to stay measured for Ethan. He was afraid. He asked me several times, Dad, please don't let me die. And, um, you know, so when when I tell you that the wish, the granting of the wish was uplifting, I, I, I don't know, like, it just kind of took some of that pressure away. The, the pressure was heavy on his mother and I, very heavy. It never went away. He'd wake up at night and feel it. You know, you get out of bed and you'd go, oh, yeah, that's still there. You know, <clears throat> it was just like carrying, you know, 100 pounds on your back all the time with no relief. But yet at the same time, you had to, you know, stay very measured, you know, even though deep down you were scared to death, scared to death. So I can't tell you a, a wish granted what that does you know, to a family, right? It gives them a little bit of hope, melt some of that away, albeit just for a short time, but 
mean, ho hopefully that answers the question and <clears throat> and gives people a little insight into what it's about. I'm, I'm sure it does, Bob. I mean, and you, you hit the nail on the head with that, um, which kind of brings me to my, my a little bit of a lighter question, you know, which is if you could have a wish yourself, you know, what would it be? And to give our listeners, you know, a re friendly reminder, the five formal wish categories that we, you know, grant are to go, to meet, to have, to be, and to give. So, Bob, for you, what would your wish be? Uh, you know, I've, I've thought about this a few times. Uh, I would love to be able to, Tom, would do, Tom always says to me, hey, Bob, we got like 170 wishes to grant. Uh, I'd, I'd love to be able to say, hey, I got it covered here. Go figure it out. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times I've thought about that. You know, um, I would like to go to a giant Super Bowl before I uh, pass on. Who knows if that'll happen or not? But but uh, Tom and I have talked about that. But, uh, <laughs> but um, and for those that are listening, Tom is a huge Tom Conklin, our president and CEO. He's a huge Giants fan. His wish was actually to go see the Giants at the Super Bowl. His wish was granted not just yeah. go to the Super Bowl, but win the Super Bowl. And yeah. it's pretty it's pretty cool. We had a lot of fun sharing that memory uh, when I visited in August of 19. But yeah, to me, it would, I would love to be able to say, hey, we wishes are covered for this year. But, uh, you know, for right now, I'm going to try to, you know, continue to try to make a difference um, the best way, best way I can. Well, I have so. to say, you know, Ethan's dream and with, with your, you know, leadership, you know, it's really, it's impacting lives. You know, currently, right now, I mean, three to four wishes – you know, that have been granted as a result of your fundraising efforts over the last few, few years. Um, it's an amazing, it's amazing effort. You know, it shows that through so much that you and your family have been through, you still have been able to um, channel that grief and in a way be able to bring hope to other families, like you said. Um, which brings me to the last question, which is in one word, you know, how would you describe Make-A-Wish? I like hope hope you know um you know it was nice to have hope you know it was you know so hopefully that answers the question you know it it, de it definitely does bob and you know, on behalf of again the entire chapter our entire organization we can't thank you enough for for taking some time out to chat with me today on um as a representative of the chapter i, I i'm I'm sure everyone else is jealous that they've been able to chat with you because you, know, you, you truly have been on the top of everyone's list of, of people that they wanted to talk to just based on all the stories we heard through one of our executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Sydney Wolf, who's shared so much about your involvement. Um, yeah. and, uh, and honestly, who would know that this was the first time we've ever chatted, right? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I certainly appreciate everyone's support. And, uh, yeah, I, I tell Sydney all the time and Tom, I can't, I can't thank you all enough. And honestly, I'm just trying to do what Ethan wanted to do. That's all. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, I'm just trying to carry on what he and I talked about that day. Wow. Well, thank you so much. And special thanks to, to our guest, Bob, for joining us today and sharing about the life-changing life impact his son Ethan's wish has had, not only on his life, but on the life of many other children at our chapter. Um, so, Bob, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you for having me. To our listeners, remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. We also invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Let us know how we're doing. 
and any questions you may want us to add to our Shooting Star segment. Special thanks to the executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sydney Wolf. Shout out to Wish alum Brian Chin for providing us with our Wish House podcast themes. And finally, from all of us at the Wish House, stay safe and stay healthy.